0: Hello, it's David here. Thanks for listening and please do subscribe to The Leader. That way you're guaranteed to get our news, analysis and interviews every day. You can get in touch using social media too. Just use the hashtag The Leader Podcast. Now, from the evening standard in London, this is The Leader. <laughs> Hi, I'm David Marsland. Is there a way out of lockdown too? Let me be as clear as I can.
1: The way out is to get the R down now to beat this autumn surge and to use this moment to exploit the medical and technical advances we are making
0: to keep it low. Boris Johnson told the Commons he has a plan. We ask economist Stephen King what that could look like.
2: And. Today was a dreadful day for the career, reputation, and, and future prospects of Johnny Depp.
0: Court's correspondent Tristan Kirk, as the High Court rules, Johnny Depp is a wife beater. Taken from the Evening Standard editorial column, this is the leader. For the whole thing, pick up the newspaper or head to standard.co.uk/slash comment. In a moment, the lockdown exit strategy.
3: Wherever you get your podcasts, thanks for listening. I understand that the statement was due to be made today, but it was brought forward due to the leaks to the media.
0: Ahead of the Prime Minister's statement in the House of Commons, Speaker Lindsay Hoyle once again expressed his frustration about how much of the government's plans are being leaked before MPs can hear them.
3: I also hope that if the leaker is identified and if a member of this House, that member will make a full apology to the House at the discourteous and unacceptable behaviour.
0: Boris Johnson did then more or less repeat what he told the nation in a televised address on Saturday.
1: Mr Speaker, I am truly sorry for the anguish these measures will impose, particularly for businesses which have just got back on their feet. And their hard work, your hard work, will stand them in good stead, will stand you in good stead. But it is now clear that we must do more together.
0: But on how to get out of lockdown, he was less clear. Our editorial column, though, says it can be done.
4: Here is the standard's six-point plan to ensure that the price of this lockdown is worth paying. We need a national effort on Test and Trace, led personally by Boris Johnson. Fix compliance. Test and trace is failing because compliance is too low. Just 20% of people with COVID-19 symptoms in England report fully self-isolating by staying at home. A clear explanation of how we exit lockdown, based on metrics such as the R-rate and a realistic timeline for when a vaccine may become available. An immediate agreement on Brexit, so that Whitehall's bandwidth is not exhausted. A clear plan to ensure schools stay open, with measures to minimise infections. Proper financial support. Rishi Sunak extended the furlough just hours before it was due to end, and his belief that the rapid change in the data could not have been predicted stretches credibility. On top of these urgent six points, we need real hope, not false promises. And in-depth plans for a recovery once the vaccines take root should be outlined in the new year.
0: Well, The Economist Stephen King is with me now. Stephen, from your perspective, does the government have a clear plan to get out of lockdown too?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure there's a plan or a strategy, but I I guess that um, it's partly a data-driven exercise, isn't it? That uh, you've got to see infection rates coming back down again. Uh, You've got to make sure that the NHS isn't uh, overwhelmed with new patients coming in. Um, and i suppose also uh, given that we appear to be coming closer to this great day uh, there may also be a hope that um, uh, things can be wound down to a degree when the vaccine finally comes through uh, but i think we you know the experience from earlier this year and from other countries is that nothing is easily predictable in all this and it's particularly so i think given that we're going into the winter months um so there's a lot of uncertainty there and i think when the government you know, is sort of hinting that this is a initially at least a four week lockdown, um, I think we can safely say it's four weeks at a minimum. (laughs) It could be quite a lot worse.
0: When we do eventually come out of lockdown, is there a life after COVID-19?
1: Oh, there's definitely a life after COVID-19 in the sense that um, the economy will recover to a significant degree. Uh, Lockdowns themselves, particularly repeated lockdowns, create masses of uncertainty. Uh, economists and economies hate uncertainty. Uh, when you have something which is slightly more uh, clearly established, then you can start planning for the future again, and those plans can, of course, evolve into um, economic decisions that are ultimately positive for for everyone. So uh, there's definitely life after um, COVID nineteen. Um, of course, when that finally arrives is a matter of some debate, and of course, it partly depends on. Uh, the aforementioned uh, vaccines and possibly antiviral drugs being successfully applied in the in the months
0: ahead. We talk about this being an unprecedented situation Stephen but has the world ever experienced something economically like this before and and what happened?
1: Well the closest we probably got frankly is wartime uh, when um, civil liberties are massively reduced, uh, when people are unable to go to enjoy themselves in the usual ways um, and where you know at the end of an uncertain period because wars themselves of course are uncertain, um, you hope that eventually there is um, a subsequent recovery and it, and it is worth remembering I mean you, know, you we have to bring some optimism into this somewhere, but it is worth remembering that um, uh, you know after World War one there were extraordinary developments uh, both socially and and also in terms of science so Penicillin was discovered in the late 1920s. Of course, women got the vote um, over the years after the First World War. Um, there were huge amounts of progress in terms of life expectancy, particularly as antibiotics began to spread around and cut out all these horrible diseases that tended to kill people uh, too early. Um, and certainly, if you look at the last 100 years, you know, after the First World War, after indeed the Spanish flu, uh, we're so much better off now than we were back then. Uh, But, of course, if you had been living in, say, 1917 or 1918, you probably couldn't have conceived um, of the improvements that have come through subsequently.
0: But I suppose the caveat to that might be, Stephen, that that recovery didn't happen overnight, did it?
1: It most certainly didn't. And, of course, it happened differently in different parts of the world. So the US, which had not been particularly heavily involved in the First World War, uh, had its roaring 20s. But the roaring 20s in the US... Uh, were also associated with a period of tremendous austerity in the UK. A- and of course, in parts of Europe, you had hyperinflation, uh, particularly in the early 1920s. So no, there's, n- there's no clear route out of it. Uh, but I think at least you could say that uh, once you got rid of the uncertainties of lockdown and so on, uh, there is at least the ability to plan for the future in a way that isn't easily achievable currently.
2: Next. In his ruling, the judge went over each incident that had been uh, alleged by The son and by Amber Heard herself in court, uh,
0: claiming that Johnny Depp had been violent. Court's correspondent Tristan Kirk on the Johnny Depp wife-beating verdict.
3: wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
0: Johnny Depp's Hollywood career may lie in tatters after a high court judge ruled he was a violent abuser of Amber Heard during their marriage. The Pirates of the Caribbean star played a high-stakes gamble when he sued The Sun for libel over a 2018 article branding him a wife-beater. Depp and his expensively assembled legal team branded those domestic abuse claims a hoax and insisted Amber Heard concocted a Me Too story during their five-year romance. But Mr Justice Nickel delivered a devastating judgement, finding he had attacked his wife on 12 occasions and dismissing Depp's libel claim. Our courts correspondent Tristan Kirk has followed the trial from the beginning. He's with me now. Tristan, this could be ruinous for Johnny Depp's career.
2: Today was a dreadful day for the career, reputation, and, and future prospects of Johnny Depp. A judge at the High Court today came down against him in his libel battle with the son and said that he was, in fact, a wife beater. It was a fair comment to say that he had assaulted, beaten, and attacked his wife, Amber Heard, during their their tumultuous marriage. The judge's decision was that of the fourteen pleaded incidents of of alleged abuse, 12 of those could uh, properly be said to have been assaults. The other two he couldn't be sure on. But what it means is, is, is terrible, terrible news for Johnny Depp, who who had staked essentially staked his entire career on winning this case, saying, I'm not an abuser, it was wrong to call me a wife-beater. Well, the judge in this case said quite the opposite. He said that he is a wife-beater, and the son were fair
0: enough to, to run the piece that they did. This was being called the showbiz trial of the century, Tristan. A lot of people were hooked on the details that were coming out in the court about the extraordinary life and relationship of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, weren't they?
2: In his ruling, the judge went over each incident that had been uh, alleged by the son and by Amber Heard herself in court, uh, claiming that Johnny Depp had been violent. Uh, she said that he had uh, hit her across the face when she laughed at one of his tattoos, that he'd uh, dragged her around by her hair, grabbed her by the throat. Um, uh, when their marriage was breaking down, he'd, he'd been violent again, flying into a rage and smashing a telephone. Uh, and then there was the, the infamous stay in Australia, which she described as a, a three day hostage situation. In, in almost all of these cases, the judge came back and found that she'd been telling the truth, that this was, this was what happened, that he'd uh, been hooked on drink, drugs, flown into a rage when stressed or challenged about his behaviour, and, and more often than not, had resorted to violence.
0: And how have Johnny Depp's team and Amber Heard's team reacted to this verdict?
2: For Amber Heard, this is, this is a great result. Uh, she was completely vindicated, by the ruling Uh, the judge came down on her side and said that what she said happened whereas Johnny Depp's case that it had all been a hoax rather fell apart Um, so she was she'd been rather measured because there's still an ongoing case in America uh, still to be decided where she's being sued by Johnny Depp for libel over a separate uh, news article Uh, So she hasn't said an awful lot so far, whereas Johnny Depp's people, his lawyers, came out robustly against the ruling and said it was bewildering, the decision of the judge, suggesting that uh, it could be taken apart point by point and it would be ridiculous if he didn't lodge an appeal. So I think going forward we can expect Johnny Depp and his legal team to lodge an appeal against this ruling and we'll move on to the Court of Appeal uh, to see if there's any movement on what is a terribly damning judgment for the film star
0: and that's the leader you can keep up with all the latest COVID-19 developments with the Evening Standards live blog which you'll find at standard.co.uk this podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm